Thank you, brother. I appreciate you. That's good stuff. Hello, everyone. Can everyone hear me? That's good. Good. Thank you very much. Uh, before I begin, I want to thank Randy. And Randy deserves a round of applause, guys. This is. And our family. Please, again, Blue Ridge Estates, thank you very much for this opportunity, guys. I, I really appreciate that. Now, I, I, I brought a couple of things to give out, not that I'm bribing you or anything, however, comma. I, I noticed that we have our first timer, and I know we, we talked and we met a few, few minutes ago, but here's a book from one of my good personal friends. It's a so great much. book, and then my book. Thank you all. If you guys don't know, these ladies have a feast up here already. I mean, already to begin with. Hey, they're coming here to stay here the whole time. That's awesome. Thank, thank you, ladies. Personal Growth and Empowerment by Ben. B-E-N. That's me, right? And I created an acronym out of my name. B-E-N. Now, before we get too far into this, I hope you have something to write with and write on or something to take notes. Because during this next few hours, as you hear folks speak, God's going to talk to you in some way. There's no doubt in my mind. There's some message that's going to resonate with you that you need to take notes on and take action on. Because God's going to talk to you in the next few hours. God's going to say something to you that's going to resonate with you, and you need to take action. Don't let it be shelf learning. Don't put it on the shelf. You know you signed up for the course. You didn't do anything with it. Take action on some of the things you're going to learn. Ben, be excellent now. Ben, be excellent now. It didn't say be perfect. It didn't say be mediocre. It said be excellent. And now is in the moment. Now is right now. So I do, I was talking to the gentleman there. We were talking about exercising. So some days, 25 push-ups is pretty good. Some days, 25 push-ups is hard. <laughs> but at that time, well, he's like, that's nothing, right? But at that time, that's the excellence that I can be. Does that make sense to everyone? My excellence is what I can do now. So be excellent now. So personal growth and empowerment, do the best that you can at this time. This is the inaugural event, and I'm the first speaker. So I'm the first of the first. <laughs> But no matter what, it's going to get better from here. The next speakers that comes behind me, after me, are going to be phenomenal. You're going to be so inspired and so fired up. Well, who am I? My name is Benz, Benjamin Scott. I spent 32 years in the United States Army. I retired as the highest. Oh, thank you very much. I said, hua. Hua. I retired at the highest enlisted rank there is possible, and we have, even in that, we have divisions, and I was at the pretty high level in that as well. I'm also a business owner, Ben Scott LLC. I'm also the, prof, um, the uh, president of a nonprofit that helps single moms in the low country, Charleston, South Carolina, where I'm from, because my mom is a, hey, ooh, that's what I'm talking about, because my mom is a single mom, so I'm a product of the product, if that makes sense. So growing up, as you're gonna hear some stories about that, um, growing up, we grew up very poor. Now, of course, we didn't know we were poor because that's all we knew, right? That's all, all you know is all you know. It was not unusual to have the power cut off. It happens, right? 
or the, you know, some of you young people don't know what I'm talking about when you had the landline turned off. Some of you guys don't know it, have a clue about what I'm talking about. But not to have the phone out to, to not work. But that was my norm, and I didn't know anything better until I knew better. You follow what I'm saying, right? You don't know better until you know better sometimes. And that's what we're going to talk about empowerment, about who I am. Now, I'm proud of my service to the United States Army. I got to serve our country in different countries. I was deployed, I've been to war, I've lived in several countries, several different states. I've got to see the entire world. So my paradigm really got expanded and opened up, okay? So I'm, I'm much more understanding or tolerant maybe than some folks, but that's because I've seen a lot more than most folks. We talked about the ability to sleep. So I'll tell you, the first time I learned to sleep standing up was basic training. I've learned to sleep being shot at. I've learned to sleep getting mortared, right? So you can learn, you can adapt, but that's not the norm. We want to make sure that we stay within the realm of the norm by how we grow and we have personal growth. Ah, one of my general officers always reminded me, right? So my gift is to engage you. You'll be motivated. You'll be fired up. Humor is not my biggest gift, though, okay? So um, how many of you have seen me before? No one? Oh, what two? Oh, okay. Three. Good. That means I'm three of you. So I've only got two jokes, okay? So if you've already heard this one, I need you to laugh again, because I promised Randy I'd make you laugh, think, and fire it up, okay? So I need your help on this. So me and my friend are traveling, and, and, and we land at the airport, and we get our rental car, and we're driving to our next destination. And we read a sign that has L-O-U-I-S-V-I-L-L-E, 20 miles. So my friend says, oh, Louisville is 20 miles from here. Louisville? What are you talking about? It's Louisville. He, no, 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 it's Louisville. I know, brother, I'm telling you, it's Louisville. So we go back and forth, back and forth. He says, stop, stop, stop. So what we're going to do is the next place we get to, we're going to ask him how to, how to pronounce the name, okay? So, sure. So we don't talk for the next 10 minutes, right? So we get there, we pull into the parking in a restaurant, walk up to the counter, and my friend says, hey, look, my friend and I have been arguing for the past 10 minutes. Matter of fact, we even spoke for the past 10 minutes. And I want you to very slowly and deliberately tell him the name of this place. And she says, okay. Burger King. <laughs> Thank you. I got it. I got my laugh. All right. Thank you. Isn't laughter wonderful? Did you feel how you felt about that? Did you feel empowered by that? Do you understand that? When you feel good about yourself, when you have that personal growth going in, you feel good about yourself. And when you feel good about yourself, it's contagious. It's fired up. Make sure that you feel good about yourself. Because no matter what's going, what you're going through, if you're in this room, I promise you, somebody in the world wish they were where you are. I guarantee, no matter what you think you're going through, and I'm not saying it's not difficult, I'm not downplaying your pain, but I know there's somebody else in the world that wish they were where you are. But okay, I'm off my horse again, all right. So I can tell General Caravallo I checked off that block, all right. The three most important things in life, in my opinion, are relationships. Hope you're writing this down now. The three most important things in life are relationships, health, and wealth. That's Ben Scott. In that order, relationships, health, and wealth. The first relationship is between you and your God. Between you and God is your relationship. That's number one, second to nothing. The next most important relationship is between you and you. You have more self-talk going on than anybody else. 
You're in the shower, you're talking about yourself. You're looking in the mirror, you're talking about yourself. Be careful what you say about yourself. Be careful, because some of the things we say about ourselves, we wouldn't say to our best friend, though. But we say it about ourselves. That relationship between you and you is the second most important relationship. The third most important relationship is you and your family. Now, your family is a very diverse, large organization commitment. It's not only those people who are biologically with you, but it's also the people you work with. It's also your community. It could be your HOA. Family is what you define as family. It's your church. Those, in my opinion, are three most important relationships. My brother and I, my brother's chief of staff and her daughter and I are in Atlanta, Georgia. And you know, we were in one of those big, large Escalades, or whatever you call them, right? One of those big cars, right? And uh, I had finished reading a book that says, if you want to know how, I'm not advising everybody to do this. <laughs> if you want to know how good your relationship is, ask the other person to rate your relationship on a scale of one to 10. And guess who did that in public? <laughs> and my brother said, seven. Yeah, I did the same thing. Seven? And the little girl, I'm sorry, she was like 12 years, maybe she's nine years old at the time. Her, uh, so she said, before anybody else could say anything, she blurted out, why is it a seven? <laughs> hey, I felt this big. And my brother said to me, <clears throat> so excuse me if my allergies act up a little bit, okay? He said, we don't talk enough. You follow? You cannot nurture a relationship in which you're not putting energy into it. You follow? He said, we don't talk enough. So guess what we talk now? We talk at least every Sunday we have a conversation. At least every Sunday we have a conversation. Now, my brother is a very, very, very busy man. Streaming. I think I'm busy. He, he, he's, he's a very busy man. So nurture those relationships is what I'm telling you, okay? Next is health. The next most important thing in life is health. How are you working on your health? And your health first. And my friends I just met over here talk about how they're helping others with their health and their nutrition. Your health first. Because you can't help anybody else until you take care of your health. You've got to take care of your health. And the next is the health of your family. As if anyone has ever dealt with someone going through dementia or any of the other diseases or had a stroke, I want them to be as healthy for as long as possible. Hope you're hearing me. As you're young, you're not thinking about that stuff now. It may be coming to your door. Work on that health. And then next is the health of the people you work with. Because in general, especially before COVID, we spent more time with the people we work with than the people we live with. And people, you know, doing things and not washing their hands. You know what I'm saying, right? Dude, wash your hands, right? Those are little things because you're touching the doorknob that I'm going to touch. You follow what I'm saying? So, yeah, maybe I'm being a little too pushy, a little obnoxious. Okay. But that's my health that you're affecting. And my health affects my family's health. So I need to be a little obnoxious. Okay, get over it or not. Remember, I'm a retired command sergeant major in the United States Army. I'm used to being very direct. I went through a, a series of issues where I couldn't, I had to do this every about 13 seconds. 
I had to catch my breath every 13 seconds or so. I went and saw the doctor, and the doctor said, hmm, that's unusual. So we did the x-ray. My x-ray said, there's something going on. Okay. Now, this is going over a series of months, right? So then we need to do the uh, MRI. MRI said, yeah, there's something there, too. Then we did the, then we did the CAT scan. Now, I may have it mixed up, but we had, then we did the CAT scan, right? Something there. Then we would contrast the PET scan. Yeah, something there. And then they say, hey, we, we unfortunately, we need to do a lung biopsy. And this is over seven, eight months. I didn't share that with anybody. Not my mama, not my brother, and not my spouse. The time my spouse found out about it was when I had said, hey, can you, can you go to the hospital with me? Because I'm having a biopsy and I need somebody to drive me home. You're right. Shame on me. Relationships are a big deal. Praise God, the guy said, he said, hey, I, I don't know what was going on, but you got perfectly clear tissue. Now, one of the docs said it was psychological. My answer, yeah, thank you, thank you. One of the docs said maybe it was psychological. I said, well, the CAT scan, the PET scan, the CT scan, all said it wasn't psychological, brother, so maybe it wasn't. My point is showing that if you don't work on your health and protect your health, that's on you then, right? clear that's on you so health is a big deal next I talked about was wealth you got to work on your wealth first right I can't loan you $20 if I ain't got $20 right and wealth once you work on wealth once you work on wealth once you work on wealth that takes a whole bunch of pressure off you and a whole bunch of other things so get your money straight get your money straight next is the wealth of your family now, I know you know that whenever you win the lottery, like this young man's going to win the lottery, right? He's going to have cousins coming out of woodwork. He never knew existed. Take care of the wealth of your family, because that, again, reflects on us. And then the next is the wealth of your community. You need to give back to your college. You need to give back to whatever, whatever your community is, to your church, to your ethnicity. Whatever that is, you need to give back. Rising tides... Right, raises all boats. We need to give back. I was telling earlier, one of, my, one of my friends who happens to be wealthy said, somebody said, you know, money can't buy your happiness. He said, well, if you give it away, it probably does. To be able to pay a mother's single mom, right? To be able to pay a mother's rent for a month. To be able to buy a mother a home and pay her taxes on top of that, a single mom. That joy, you cannot, you cannot fathom that joy to be able to do that. Money matters. I was talking to my wealthy friend about one of my wealth goals, right? And this is about three years ago or so. And I said to them, now, I, I, I get the opportunity to talk to some wealthy people every other Saturday uh, for, for a couple hours. And I said, hey, one of my goals is to ride first class on, air, in air, on air, airlines, right? That's my goal. I want to ride, every place I go, I want to ride first class. They all laughed at me. They said, that's so cute. You're kidding, right? I said, no, I'm serious. I said, that's good. They said, your goal probably should be to fly private. So even in being, quote, rich, not wealthy, but rich, even when I fly first class, guess what? St I'm still waiting on the aircraft. I'm waiting on the pilot. I'm waiting on the uh, flight attendant. I'm still waiting. When you fly private, the plane's waiting on you. 
the aircraft is waiting on you, the folks. There's a difference in that mindset. To be empowered in personal growth is to look at how do I now see something a bit bigger so that I can make an impact on other people? Does that make sense to you all right? Because it's not about us. I'm being very clear. I want to get very wealthy so I can help others. But I'm still in there. You follow what I'm saying? But money is the third most important thing. It is relationships, health, and then wealth. Never twist the order. Never get it conflated. Never get it confused. Number one is relationships and work on your relationships first and earnestly. By being excellent now. You see how that ties together? Being excellent in the moment of making sure that I'm working on that relationship. For those of you who have your mama or your daddy, when's the last time you called them? When I was a young man, right? I'm going to tell on myself, right? I could find time to call the girl I just met in the club, but I can never find time to call my grandmama. Interesting, right? Work on, yeah, I'm sorry, it was true, it was true, but I'm not that person anymore, right? Work on relationships first. Then work on your health. And then your wealth. Now, Ben, be excellent now. I know that empowerment and personal growth comes from a mindset. And mindset is the most important thing. Mindset is the first environment. Environment affects everything. So one of my, and I've got M cubed, M squared, M. I'm not going to go into all the details, but M cubed means mind shift matters most. See the three M's? A mind shift matters most. The second M, M, M squared, means mind management. That's what I focus on while I continue to get back all the time. So mind management. Mind management is I want to work on my relationship. So what do I need to do? I need to make sure that I'm reading stuff on relationships. I need to put into my mind that which I want the results I want to get. I need to hang out with people who are working on their relationship or want their relationships to improve. Make sense? Mind management. The second M. The last M is move. You've got to take action. Even the book I read, not as often as I should read, says, faith without works is dead. So that says you've got to move. You've got to go take action. You can't just read, read, read. You've got to do something. You've got to get off, we call it in the military, that fourth point of contact. You've got to get off your, and do something. So I'm giving you a heads up. I'm going to ask you to do something before we leave today. I want you to think on those three areas I've already given you, relationships, health, and wealth. I'm going to ask you to do something about three of them today, not tomorrow, because there's this law called the law of diminishing intent. I intend to, I plan to, and then the next thing you know, five years later, I hadn't done it. The law of diminishing intent. I told you, you're going to be fired up when you leave here. You're going to be excited when you leave here. But that's like taking a shower. It wanes over time, right? So I'm going to ask you to take action today, now, pronto, before we leave here. You're going to hear it. I'm going to ask you to focus on only a few things at a time. In the Army, we talked about you can really be good at three things at one time. You can re Remember, I got three, relationships, health, and wealth. You can really only be good about three things at one time. We can have the debate later on. But this thing about multitasking is truly not really multitasking, maybe mini-focused. We can have the debate later on. But just, 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 just play with me for right now. Let's just pretend 
that I really can only focus on one thing at a time. Now, I may have autonomic, you know, things that are going in the background, automatic, but I'm really focused on growing something. I need to focus on that one thing. And when you focus on that one thing, it blows up. When you give undivided attention to something, it blows up. When you're all over the place and you give 15%, 15%, you get 15% back. The book is correct. What you give, you get. Sometimes it's shaken down and stirred together, and you get more of that. So be careful with your plant, right? Because you can plant the positive or the negative, and it still says you're going to get it back. Either way. So here we go. What do you want in those three areas? What do you want with your relationships? Think about somebody in, your rela in one of the relationships. Spouse, child, coworker, family member, friend. Come on, don't give me lip service. Seriously, think about somebody that you want to improve your relationship with right now. What does that great relationship look like? Take out your phone, write it down. I'm telling you, if you don't write it down, it's going to get lost. I, I've been doing this a long time. I've been leading a long time. What does is, what is your, your ideal health look like? Twenty years from now, what do you, how do you want to be? How do you want to be moving twenty years from now? I'm just saying. How do you want to move twenty years from now? Ten years from now, how do you want to be living economically? So, I'm, I'm in my sixth decade. So, how do I want to be living in ten years from now? I don't want to be, have to rely on the federal government. That's why I'm doing my investing and trading. That's why I'm managing an IRAs. That's why I got my business. How do I going to take advantage? What does that look like to you? Okay. Now that you've got that in your mind, now that you've got those three things about the relationships, health, and wealth, what are you going to do about it? So let's say, for example, let's say, for example, I need, to, I need to be closer to my grandmother. Remember I talked about my grandmother who's gone, both of my grandmothers are in heaven. I need to be closer to my grandmother. What's my plan? My plan is to call my grandmother every Saturday morning. And if you got a grandmama, I promise you she's going to be ecstatic to hear from her grandbaby. Guaranteed, well, I can't guarantee it, but more than likely than not. Remember, my brother and I talk every day, every Sunday at least. I talk to my mother, who's 79 years old, soon to be 80. I talk to my mother every day. And on the weekends, sometimes I talk to her for four to six hours at a time. I'm not exaggerating it either. Yes, exactly. Because there one day she may not be here. And I've lost soldiers, I'm telling you. This, this, this finite time that you're here, you may think it's not. This is a finite time that you're here. And when they're gone, you regret it. Guaranteed. I told my son recently, he said, yeah, um, uh, uh, I didn't want to go to Disneyland with my mom. I said, boy, <laughs> I guarantee you, you're gonna, you need to go. Uh, he did. And what he said, 
It was okay, but I, I made my mama happy. <laughs> He's going to love that. Relationships, health, and wealth. There's your goal setting. Your habits. Your habits have dictated to where you are now. You are here because of your habits. 85% of this is true. Here's why I say 85%. Genetics matter. It matters, I'm telling you. It matters. You've won the lottery of being born in the United States of America, not in Afghanistan or Djibouti or Somalia. Because uh, I've been there, guys. I promise you, you've won the lottery. As many warts as we have, <laughs> I guarantee you've won the lottery by being in this country. Now, I've seen it. So 85% of you is your habits. Where do you want to be in your relationships, your health, and your wealth? Remember, you wrote that down. Look at your habits today because that's going to dictate to where you're going to be later on. Now, I, I may step on your toes, and I'm okay with that. If you're overspending, if you've got more month at the end of the money, <laughs> you need to look at your habits. If you can afford that $7 cup of coffee seven days a week, and then you've got more month at the end of the money, maybe that's a place to start. Maybe. I'm not, I'm not dictating that. But this is what you said you wanted to do, not me. You want to work on that relationship, but yet, yay. But you send them the voicemail because <laughs> you're too busy. They text you, and you don't text back, but you want to work on that relationship. Look in the mirror. The environment shapes our habits, and our habits the first environment, rather, is here, the mindset. If I believe I cannot, I cannot. Faith worketh by hearing and hearing by the word of God, right? So the, the, the hearing is the environment. The reading is the environment. The looking at the box, be it the box called the phone or the box called the TV, is the environment. What are you putting in your head you're going to come out. What you ingest or digest is going to come out one way or the other. Facts. What you ingest, digest, is going to come out one way or the other. So choose what you ingest and digest. Make that choice. What you measure gets done. And you've got to measure with discipline. If you say you want to have, I'm making it up, right? You say you want to put $4,000 a month into your retirement account, if you can do that, right? Or $100 a month into your retirement account. Or I, I'm working with a client. She says all she can do is $10 a, I mean $5 a pay period, $10 a month. Okay, let's do that. Let's start. But I told her put it up on automatic. Don't, don't take the money and then move it over. Have it come out automatically. Why? Because then you, I hate to say this, guys, we really probably don't have a lot of discipline. <laughs> As humans, we don't have a lot of discipline. I'm going to just, I mean, hey, just rhetorical. Those who, anybody from South Carolina first? 
I see. Oh, okay, well. This, don't. Okay, gotcha. So don't get offended by this, right? But rhetorical means don't say it out loud for those of you in South Carolina. Don't, don't, just think it inside your head, rhetorically. What are some of the things you said you were going to do you hadn't done? From staying on the diet? If I'm going to exercise? So I'm not going to spend this money? We lack discipline, guys. That's why the environment and relationships are a big deal. Because we need, we need if, if, you, if I say, hey, we're going to go to the gym at 5 a.m., and you show up two or three times and I'm not there, and you start to ride me, guess what happens? Take my happy butt and be at the gym at 5 a.m. But that keeps us together. You guys understand that? We, do we understand that? Creating this environment of relationships is a big deal, but it all starts here first. And don't get discouraged if others don't understand it because God didn't give it to them. If this is my dream, and this is my dream, right? God didn't give it to, to, to my mama. God didn't give it to my daddy. God didn't give it to my brother. God said, this is what you get. Because when I was ill with the lung disease, every 13 seconds, what I heard God tell me in the shower, <laughs> talk to yourself is, right? <clears throat> uh, I don't care how you feel. Your gift is to motivate others, and you will motivate others. I don't care how you feel. It's irrelevant to God. For me, that's my message from God. From God to me, however you believe it. God said to me, I don't care how you feel. Your job is to go motivate others. Because your gift ain't yours. That's a chapter in the book, by the way. <laughs> your gift ain't yours. All of you have a gift. And your gift ain't yours. Your gift is for somebody else. Remember this, though. Effort is applauded. Execution is worshipped. I can try hard, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, to add a boy, add a girl. That's great. <laughs> that's wonderful. But when you do it, that's when, we, that's when you get worshipped. That's when you get the accolades. That's when you get adored. Kobe Bryant, right? Three-point king of the world, supposedly, right? He says that before the game, he hits 303 points. 300 before the game. We don't see that, though. We don't see that. We say, good job. We, 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 he gets all the praise during the game. Kobe Bryant used to say, when I came to the, to, the, to the game and I was out there ahead of time, I made sure that I outlasted everybody before the game started on the practice court. I was always the last one to leave. And one guy said, man, I've been, I was out there for three hours. And when I left, you were still there. He, go, he says, why would you do that? Because you were there. <laughs> again, effort is wonderful, but execution is where everything's at. Now, again, if I offend you, I apologize up front. But I'm not, I don't believe everybody gets a trophy. That's not my belief system. That is not my belief system. You tried hard. I appreciate it. But let's go out there and continue to do it again. Real life, real war, we don't get, we don't get praise because it's real life. It's about execution. It's not about trying. Try and get you to the execution point. Don't misunderstand me. Try and get you to the execution part, but you got to do it in order to achieve. So the goals you wrote down, I'm telling you, you got to go do it. And you got to do it now because you're going to be fired up. You're going to be emotional. And emotion drives. You can set a goal, but when you put emotion behind it, it's like adding a sledgehammer to the regular hammer with the emotion. 
Now, as I close this out, I want you to hear everything I just said. Be excellent now, Ben. That's what I said, right? God save perfection for God. Check that out. I'll say it one more time. God saved perfection for God. You're human. Now, you may have some God in you, but you're still human. But we as humans can achieve excellence. And that excellence is achieved every day in the things that I do each day that I do them. Could I have given a better a get a speech or get a better talk? Absolutely. <laughs> but this is the best I could do today. God is a perfection for God. These are my beliefs. You may think a little differently, and we can have that debate. But God is a perfection for God. I don't pursue excellence. I'm sorry, I don't pursue perfection. I pursue excellence. I'm going to give it the best I can give at that time. That's what I pursue. And that's what I'm asking you to do. If I could do better, should I? Okay, audience participation, please. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Keeping in mind those three things I talked about, relationships, health, and wealth. If I could do better, should I? Yes. One more time. Keeping those three things in mind, relationships, health, and wealth, if I could do better, should I? Yes. If you can do better, should you? Yes. Close your eyes, please. Think on those three things you promised yourself. You just said out loud that I can do better. I should do better if I can do better. You just said that. Those three things you said you wanted to improve upon, those three things you said you're going to do, I'm challenging you. Before the next speaker finishes, take some action to do those things in which you promised yourself. Please open your eyes. You promised yourself that you could do better. Go do it. Go do it. Don't be lip service. Don't let it be shelf learning. Go do it. I thank you for being here. Because you could have been in any place else in the world. You could have been any place else in the world. And you chose to be here with us. You chose to be here with us. You voted with the most important and most precious thing that you have. You voted with that. And the most important and precious thing that you have is time. You can't get this time ever back again. You can't ever get time back. I'm telling you. If you talk to somebody you love... Only God knows when their time is done. And when it's gone, you can't get them back. So I'm telling you again, you've given me the highest form of praise by being here. You've given us the highest form of praise by being here. And I thank you for that. As I say early and often, remember, God has saved perfection for God, but we can be... We can be excellent now. Thank you, guys. Thank you.